The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. This is a podcast from Minute Media. Warning, the following content may contain elements that are not suitable for some audiences. Viewer discretion is advised. Hello, kitties. This is Yolf Dooley, John Kassir, the voice of the Crypt Keeper. And you're listening to Slasher Radio. <laughs> Happy Halloween and welcome to Slasher Radio. My name is Bones and I am joined by the marvelous Cat Velour. What's going on, Cat? Not much. How's it going? It's going pretty good considering I don't have to deal with no Rob Humphreys. <laughs> A complete Robless episode today, guys. A Robless show. Uh, and we are joined. We. <laughs> As Kat said, Rob, <laughs> we're joined by somebody with a better attendance for the show than, than Rob. Uh, Ghost. What's going on, Ghost? Oh, you know, this and that. Some bangs. Did you, like, duck tie Rob somewhere? And You know what? I wasn't going to come out and say this, but he is in an undisclosed location, and he has been beaten with a pillowcase full of bars of soap, like I promised. Wow. Damn. Well, mm-hmm. we've got to admire the follow through. I Yep. I followed through with my complaint. Well, I did. Hopefully everybody else is having a better Halloween than Rob. <laughs> um, uh, this is a Halloween special. As we mentioned previously, we have an interview with D Wallace lined up for you guys. This is going to be short, quick, happy Halloween to the point. Don't expect not full blown. All right. Uh, what do you guys have planned for Halloween? Anything? I had plans, uh, but Uh-oh. given given the wild work day that I had today, uh, I'm thinking I might just like curl up and marathon something and and sleep most of the day. Weren't you going to like some setup shop bar or something? What happened with that? Oh, uh, that was uh, no, I didn't get to go. That was today. Oh, do uh, the cops bust it and raid it? No, I was working. Oh, <laughs> I'm uh... probably both. But <laughs> I, my plan was to go in really early because I was already afraid of that happening. Um. <laughs> <laughs> I can't record tonight. I'm in jail. She'll record from her one phone call. Yeah, you know one phone call. <laughs> if I ever got that phone call for some reason, I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> like, yeah, that seemed. I figured this this was gonna happen one day. All right. Proclivity for swords and cutting off people's pinkies. <laughs> I, I think it'll be my interest in pop-up bars. <laughs> that means her, her boyfriend finally came out and said that he likes Freddy's dead and all hell broke loose and cats in jail. 
Um, I mean, that's pretty much what Halloween has diluted to for me in my later years. Uh, I was just going to ask if you had exciting plans. No, not really. I used to have a Halloween party every year. And um, like the last, well, last year, COVID. Uh, This year, still kind of, sort of COVID. But mostly, I'm tired of having people in my house. (laughs) I want you motherfuckers in here. Um, I love all of you. I cherish my time with everybody. It's just not on Halloween. Because mostly, even for my Halloween parties, whether it be food, liquor, all that stuff, music, and whatever. But it was really just me in the living room watching horror movies and getting drunk. <laughs> it's really that what it is. That sounds like a party to me. You can do that with less of a hassle, like, Thank on you. your own. <laughs> there you go. And that's what I'm fucking doing. I said, fuck everybody's mother. And here I'm going to be sitting and watching horror movies, which is, I don't know, like, I'm trick. we're well past trick-or-treating. The Halloween party days are kind of, you know, it's just kind of like I... It's more of a spiritual holiday to me now, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. Ghost, what about you? Um, I'll be doing the same as you two. Sitting around watching horror movies. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what's on the agenda yet to watch, but well, I'm gonna be editing options. and watching horror movies, so I mean <laughs> but uh I might stream or something. Maybe I haven't yeah. been on a regular stream. That'd be fun. Yeah. I was going to say, like, it would be nice if uh, you guys streamed on a day that I was available, but I might legitimately be asleep tomorrow. <laughs> <That's funny. laughs> You're going to sleep just the entire day? Just the entire day. I've uh, my done goal that is before. to not get out of bed. Like, I hopefully I'll be awake long enough to watch something spooky, but if I could do it from my bed, that would be perfect. That's the way to do it, man. It is. That's the way to do it. Um, but yeah, I mean, uh, it, it's Halloween. It feels like October came and went. So here we are on Halloween already. And, um, we figured we'd celebrate with a special episode for you guys. Our interview with D Wallace. Keep in mind too, you fuckers. Uh, you'll, you're hearing this interview now, uh, obviously the audio version, there is a video version available on patreon.com forward slash slash your radio. Uh, you can all tiers get it, you know, and tiers starting at just $3 a month. And um, there's a little production that goes behind it. So it's, you know, a little something extra for you guys. And uh, D Wallace is, is such a beautiful person inside and out. Like, I feel like this interview isn't the same without seeing her. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can absolutely see that. Yeah. She is uh, so adorable like she just gives out these vibes like i don't know she just like she she smiles and it just makes me happy like there's serotonin filling my brain she just <laughs> has like those good vibes and i love that that's right um she gets into her book too which kind of goes into that uh that she has uh coming out uh we go over all of her stuff past uh cujo uh, she talks to her a little bit about Rob Zombie, <laughs> Rob, <laughs> Rob Zombie, <laughs> and uh, yeah, Thirteen Fanboy, which just came out recently. We did talk to her about a lot of stuff. It was a really good time, great conversation, and I'm happy everybody's getting to hear it. As am I. Yeah, wonderful interview, wonderful woman. I'm looking forward to the book. You know, while I was uh, putting the video together, I threw Cujo on. Yeah, and I haven't. I I can't remember. I haven't sat and watched Cujo as a full-fledged adult. You know, like, when I yeah. was, you know, maybe, yeah. like, five years ago, I had it on, but didn't really, like, you know, watch it, watch it. And, man, is she right about watching it as an adult or even a parent. 
And it's like, it's a quick, her performance. I knew it was great. I loved Cujo, but like actually sitting with it with a fresh lens, it was what a performance. I'm just blown away all over again. Yeah. Crazy, crazy, crazy movie. All right, guys. So enjoy that. Be sure if you want to subscribe to the Patreon, see the video version again, that's patreon.com forward slash slasher radio. You can also listen to all of our other interviews. Um, uh, the list spans on Tony Todd, Greg Nicotero, um, a, a bunch of people. You can go to slasherradio.com, check out all the interviews there. And uh, you can follow us at Slasher Radio on Twitter. I'm at Mikey's Dead on Twitter. Uh, Kat, where are you at? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at Kat underscore Valor, V O L E U R. There you go. And Ghost, do you want to let people know where they can yell at you? Yeah, you can yell at me over on Twitter at GhostyJ with a zero, or you can yell at me over on Twitch, twitch.tv slash GhostyJ, also with a zero. That is right. Um, so enjoy, guys. This is an awesome conversation. Consider watching the video over at Patreon. Uh, definitely worth it. And uh, we will be back in a couple of days with Kat's, <laughs> Kat's birthday <laughs> pick when she made Rob watch <laughs> Sweeney Todd. So good night from Slasher Radio. We are joined by the, I'm trying to think of the proper word. Let, let's just go with the legendary, iconic D. Wallace. And Ms. Wallace, thank you again so much for joining us. Um, how's your night going so far? It's going great. Now it's better because I'm with you all. Oh, that's Aww. wonderful. Wonderful. We could go for, on for days until next Halloween with all the great projects <laughs> that you've worked on. Um, but I, I kind of wanted to generalize a little bit next you what drew you to the horror genre because that's predominantly the roles that you you choose you know i didn't go looking for okay. the horror uh it found me but after it found me i went oh this is what i really love to do this is uh, yeah this is uh gives me an opportunity to play a lot of colors and a lot of emotions and a lot of art that I love to play because I love to do the emotion, uh, emotional stuff. So I was kind of um, bought and sold after the first couple ex of experiences there. That's great. Uh, the, the, it, it's just, it gives, it gives you, I think, the, an actor or actress the best opportunity to show range has always been my view as a fan yeah, because I agree. Yeah, especially the roles you've taken on. Um so speaking of of one uh in well a couple in particular, you've done a, a few project with projects with Rob Zombie. Yes. And um like I said you have such a wide catalog so many different varieties of characters, but he has a very particular style and he's such a controversial director uh i personally love his stuff but what was it like working with him oh my god i adore rob i just adore him i adore him as a person and i love him as a director he gives us so much freedom so much creative freedom and he himself is just so creative in just about every way you know you could imagine so i am uh, I look forward to any time I, I get an email from Rob going, hey, you want to do something? 
Is it that casual? Do you just get emails? <laughs> yeah, kind of. He's a, he's a real casual guy. We usually do it through emails. I mean, uh, I got the email about three from hell. And um, I read it. And I wrote back and I went, oh, my God, Rob, I have to do this part, but I have to look like <laughs> shit. OK, <laughs> I have to dye my hair brown and uh, no makeup. And I want hormone glasses on. And, you know, I, I just she can't look like me. And there were a few seconds that went by and he emailed back and he went, OK. <laughs> uh you know, he trusts his actors. He has a very clear vision of what he wants. And he trusts his actors to embellish that, which is, of course, the best. Mm, it, it's, it's, it's the best formula for getting the most creative and highest work you can on film, I think. He does it again from a fan perspective. He seems like he's he has that family aura around his project. You know, you see a yeah. lot of the same faces come up, and that as, as a, an actor, that must be you know having that freedom. Uh, I would imagine must be gold. Well, it is for me. I I think it's everything. If if an actor knows they have a freedom, have the freedom to shoot off into what comes in to their psyche it can make the difference between a brilliant performance and a good performance and every great director that i've ever worked for in film allows you to do that what are some roles that also because i mean um it's hard to quite put the the finger on it but you you seem like when you're in a in a more in a freer role i don't know if that's a word but but you you kind of have some type of um magic to to the roles that you put on screen uh, are the majority of your roles like that or are you trusted it, it, most of the time or are there any particular roles where maybe you get more freedom i would say in film i am always trusted on tv i'm not sure really anybody is these days mm -hmm. Um, and I think that's unfortunate. When I was coming up, uh, even on a TV show, you had freedom to bring in your ideas and go, hey, what about this? You know, um, not so much these days. And I, I think they're, they're losing a lot of the magic that can happen. Does that make it more fun to do movies than television? In most instances, I would say yes. And then, of course, um, I had a great time, great time working on 911 mm -hmm. this last year. Um, but yeah, these days, the, the confines that an actor and a director are in are, are much greater. Yeah, it, it seems like it too. Um, I do want to talk about your your more recent project, uh, uh, Thirteen Fanboy. But before we do, I do kind of want to reminisce a little on some of the other classics that you gave us. With one more question: In the age of uh, 
all the stuff that's coming back. We just seen Candyman this year and and the Halloween just came out today uh, as we're recording this. Uh, what would you think about a Cujo remake? I wouldn't do it. Really? Oh. Any I wouldn't reason? do it. Why? I agree. <laughs> I, 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 I agree. mean, you can't, we couldn't do a better version of Cujo than we did. Mm-hmm. Now, if it's an extension of Cujo, if it's taking place later on mm-hmm. and, you know, I, Tad's grown up and we're dealing with it in some way and that, that I might consider, but only if the dogs um, are not CGI. I wouldn't do yes. it with CGI. I think <laughs> my fans would freaking kill me. <laughs> I mean it. It would be disappointing. That's the only reason I agreed to do um, uh, Critters Attack. Mm-hmm. You know, I said, look, I, I like the script, but are you going to use the real Critters or are you going to do CGI? They said, no, no, we're going to use, you know, the original Critters. And I said, okay, I'm in then. That's awesome. Uh, and, you know, it, it's, I think we've kind of gotten, because uh, everything was a remake. You know, we could bring up Friday the 13th, Nightmare on Elm Street. Dear God, aren't we sick of it? Yes. <laughs> sick of it. Yes. Can't stand. The, we could go. That's a topic for another day. But um, we have kind of gotten into the age. Uh, Candyman was kind of a continuation. And uh, so is Halloween. So I think that could be a really good avenue for something like Cujo. And it was such an iconic film. I think it would a continuation of that story done correctly, as you were saying. And correctly, yeah. That's the key and would be great. Yeah. Um, I don't know. That film just about killed me. So <laughs> really? <laughs> oh, are you kidding? Have you seen it? I uh, several times. <laughs> uh I mean, emotionally and physically, it was the hardest film I've ever done. Hardest really? project I've ever done. Uh, any particular, I mean, you know, physically I could, you know, imagine, but it, anything that really stands out the whole freaking movie honey (laughs) i mean all that emotion takes so much physical Mm -hmm. uh, focus and energy and you know working with a six-year-old kid and a dog (laughs) whenever they worked they printed it Mm-hmm. So I had to be full on every single solitary scene. So every scene that you see in Cujo, we filmed eight, 12, 15 times. Mm. Wow. That's a lot of emotional output. Let me tell you, they treated me for exhaustion for the at the end of that film. Oh, wow. I, it paid off. Cujo. It, Thank you. Amazing film. But yeah. Wow. My favorite film <laughs> of mine. I I can see why. It and it holds up. Uh I watched it yep. not that long ago. Um uh, again and it's just I was amazed at just how good it held up. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I have a lot of people dumb. come to talk to me at the conventions going, "Oh my god, D. I watched this when I was young and now <laughs> that I'm a parent, I see a whole different film." Oh, I believe it. Yeah, sure. 
You really do. And hearing you talk, I mean, that that stuff kind of, and it's a shame that it goes unnoticed, maybe may a, a rough word, but as a viewer, we don't think about all that and what you would have to do. I mean, we're not supposed to. Right. But it, it's when you do, it's like, oh my God, <laughs> like how? You're just, you know, my job is to take you on the ride. And mm -hmm. if you are on the ride with me, I've done my job. And that's why I love Cujo so much because I think I went as far as I could go, mm -hmm. as truthfully as I could go there. And really, you can't mu ask much more of yourself as an actor than that. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, all right. So you have a, a project coming up, 13 Fanboy, and this is such yeah. an interesting concept and so many yeah. people involved. What drew you to this project initially? The idea, mm -hmm. like you just <laughs> mentioned. I mean, I, I read it and I went, I can't believe nobody has come up with this idea before. Mm -hmm. uh, myself and a lot of the uh, actresses from Friday the 13th play ourselves. Right. And we play ourselves being stalked by a real killer. And I just thought it was such an ingenious idea. I liked the script. The script was very tight. Um, I had a Zoom call with Deborah Voorhees, who directed it, instantly fell in love with her. And uh, I think it comes out this next week, I think. Yes, the 22nd. Yeah, you guys are going to love it. I'm so excited. It's a real homage to the Friday the 13th uh, films. And it really stands on its own also. Yeah. Uh, it, and the, the cast is packed. I mean, there's a lot yeah. of, you know, you get a lot of, it, sometimes you get a lot of big names and you kind of get lost in the, the quality. And uh, what was it like working with such a, a busy cast? And um, how do you feel us not have seen it yet? They did with not um, getting too busy with the cast. Well, I think everybody knew their job and mm -hmm. knew what they were supposed to serve in it. Um, a lot of the people in the cast are friends of mine. Uh, we're on the circuit together a lot. Um, it was easy. It was easy, and I don't think anybody came in feeling like, oh, I'm the star here, mm -hmm. right? Um, because we, we knew we were all there to support the story that all of us were being stalked. And it was easy for me. It was an easy shoot. It was easy to work with all these actors that knew exactly what they were doing. Um, and I think the fans are just going to really get off on it. Yeah, I can't wait. Uh, you had mentioned earlier the emotion and everything that comes out of certain roles. What was it like playing yourself? Um, easy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I, I play, have played, well, first of all, let me start out by saying you always use yourself. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you use little pockets 
of yourself more than you use your totality of yourself. Like the Frighteners definitely wasn't me. The victim in the beginning and the killer at the end. That wasn't D. Wallace, but it's a part of D. Wallace, mm -hmm. two parts of D. Wallace that I really know or can tap into. Uh, E.T., very much who I am. Right. Um, 13 Fanboy, very much who I am, although I've never been face-to-face -face with someone who wants to kill me. I have been in the position of being in fear of my life uh, from something I don't know. Um, so I think, you know, and on, on a more ethereal note, um, we've all been here so many times. We have so many lifetimes, you know, mm -hmm. going on that we all know what it's like to be murdered or to be the murderer. Um, to be a queen, to be a slut, you name it. Uh, we just have to, although I don't think I've ever been a queen. I think you it's, are now. It's, <laughs> I love you. <laughs> what do you it's mean? It's <laughs> harder for me to tap into that, that royal bitchiness, if you will. <laughs> um, but, you know, trailer trash and sluts and hookers and quintessential mothers that are filled with love i've lived a lot of lives playing those parts i can tell you that that's great uh what was it like uh kind of getting it's not really a a, a friday the 13th movie so i'm gonna try and be careful saying it but it's like you said a homage to and and it's within the universe of the friday the 13th uh, what is it like kind of getting your feet in, in there and being involved in that whole universe of Friday the 13th in a way? You know, I, I really didn't ever look at it that way. Um, mm -hmm. I'm not sure I'd look at any movie that way. Right. I had a job to do. I had a character to bring alive, truthfully. Mm -hmm. And... Um, And I felt like I served her really well. Um, I'm thrilled that the people who are big fans of Friday the 13th um, are going to want to see this film. I think they're going to be really pleased and happy about it. Um, but, you know, my job is to just go in and do the best I can do as an actor. Fair enough. Fair enough. Oh, another another question that I, I had was how far do you think um the the could this be its own franchise? And and I can't wait to see it uh on the 22nd because I feel like that something like this, like you said, the concept's so amazing. Uh do you think that this is something that could branch off into possibly its own thing because i don't like yeah even though i mentioned i don't like that so many people look at it as a friday the 13th spinoff in a way but do you think this has 
enough in it to become maybe its own thing and maybe no i no i think it was a brilliant idea Mm -hmm. executed really well and stands on its own sure enough sometimes you don't need it yeah i mean steven asked me when we were doing et he said d they're already asking me about a sequel what do you think and i said i think you should leave it the classic it's going to be and i'm really glad he has that's probably one of the best calls in movie history (laughs) thank you yeah i i think he was kind of leaning that way anyway um i'm sure my vote was just a vote Mm -hmm. but you know it's become our wizard of oz Mm -hmm. you know and um the power and the truthfulness and the love that that brings forward for people. I'm not sure you can redo it. I, 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 I would, it'd be hard for me to, I can't believe I didn't make my grandmother hate that movie, E.T. I'm <laughs> glad you brought it up because I burned that VHS out. And yeah, it, it's got to be hard to turn that down though, because it was like a, once in a lifetime movie and how do you not do a sequel with all the money sitting on the table and it's got to be hard to turn around and leave that there but it's the better choice a lot of times well that's a testimony to steven spielberg in it (laughs) yeah you trust yourself to do it again absolutely so i am i'm glad Mm -hmm. i you know somebody asked me about a sequel about a month ago i said look dude kids are grown the dog's dead and i'm old what are you gonna do (laughs) i mean i'm happy to come in and be the grandmother to henry and et comes back and visits henry and you know we befriend him again and protect him again and know how valuable he is again but really do we need that really i i agree i agree it's it's just it's isn't it weird that nothing new is really sticking like you know you know what i mean like there's so many things that you'll get a hit here now that's not true i understand what you're saying but um oh my god (laughs) the name of the movie the guy oh my god i can't think of it but the the sequel just came out and it's really good and it was a new innovative about you know you can't speak oh a quiet place a quiet place thank you yes yeah. i loved that I so much it was a fabulous film and a new idea um and one really that I can tap into actually I use that in a scene from the howling because uh when I was in my 20s and I just moved out here and we were living in a duplex and I had to have my tonsils taken out which you know as an adult is pretty tough Mm -hmm. so I couldn't speak I didn't have a voice well somebody broke in to the downstairs when I was upstairs. Oh my God. And I couldn't scream. I couldn't even call anybody because I couldn't talk. Mm -hmm. 
So I crawled under the bed, but I remember that terror of not being able to scream. Oh, wow. And so when we got to that scene in The Howling, where I'm in with Eddie Quist and he's showing the porno movie, and you see me going, that's what I used, was that moment when I was so terrified and I couldn't talk. Wow. wow. Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in that. We, we, we see these movies in certain scenes and I, I think I do it. I try and do it a lot. You put yourself in the scene and try and, re- and, and it brings so much more emotion to the movie. Yeah. It, it's powerful when you're able to do that. And it, it's a testimony to the actors as well, being able to help you get there. Well, that's our job. And it, let me tell you, if we don't get there, mm-hmm. kind of like sex. If we don't get there, you don't get there as well. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. We, I mean, and you can really tell somebody who's acting it and somebody who really is emotionally in it. Yes. You can tell. A million percent. A million percent. And I think it goes to, you know, you see longevity in careers when you can tell. And yeah, yeah. I, I agree a million percent. Have you seen the nest that's out? The nest? No. Ah, oh, it's really good. You should, yeah. You should, yeah. Just uh, I think it came out about a month and a half ago. It's a good old homage to the insect movies. Mm. Yeah, I, I'm proud to be a part of it. I am and, looking uh, that up now. And I I have to mention, a lot of my horror fans don't know that I do healing work and that I have a healing practice all over the world. Do you? I do. And November 1st, you can pre-order, and I'm asking all my fans to come forward for me. My sixth book, literally, it is the primer for creating everything you want in your life it's called born birthing mm-hmm. a new you actually you can pre-order it right now on uh, barnesandnoble.com Ooh, uh, okay it'll be up on amazon soon that was going to be then, my question yeah yep and then you can um uh literally get it december 1st but Pre-order it now because I'm hoping there's going to be a big rush on it. And accompanying that, I have a children's book. Yes, I was going to ask you about that. Yeah, teaches um, the first thing that we all have to have in alignment for getting what we want, which is choosing. Mm -hmm. And most of us don't ever choose. We hope, we dream. You know, in the good book, it says, ask and it is given. Mm-hmm. But ask in the original Hebrew means claim or demand. So it's really, this will be delivered to me. Mm. So anyway, look up Born D. Wallace. I am pre-ordering it, it for now. You. Are you? <laughs> I am. Oh, yeah. It looks amazing. It is. It's short. It's concise. It's fun. So many healing books. 
I don't know about you guys, but I go, holy hell, I'm never going to get through this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? So I wrote a book that was fun. It was an easy read. You get all of the basics you need to make more money, be healthier, find that great relationship, all of it. And, and what, um, what made you, because you have so many things going on, what made you want to, to write this book? Well, you know, guys, when you know the truth, mm-hmm. you got to share the truth. Yes. And I have had so many friends and people in my family that was, what am I doing wrong? What am I doing wrong? I want to make more money. What am I doing wrong? Well, that's why I wrote the book. So everybody literally has, you do this and you do this and you do this and you do this, and then you will manifest. And my assistant said to me today, Dee, you know, the only reason that people should have to read this book is to look at your life mm-hmm. and everything that you're creating. I'm telling you, I had one of the best years I ever had during COVID. Really? Yeah, I did. Because I didn't accept the limitations. Mm-hmm. I just didn't. I said, yeah, okay, so there's limitations. What, what do I get to create today anyway? Oh, wow. Yeah. And it's the universe goes, oh, let's go play there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know? It's interesting, too, guys, because I never really understood I was channeling until I started channeling that I had been channeling most of my characters that I've done. Really? And if you if you talk to Louis T from Cujo, mm-hmm. he says in a lot of his interviews, I, I can't explain how Dee did that performance. She just channeled it. And it's true. I just got out of the way and let Donna come in. Mm. And that has to be so difficult to do. No, it's easy. Really? That's the whole point. It Creation and channeling. Everybody can channel, guys. Everybody. Kids do it all the time, you mm-hmm. know, with their imaginary friends and all that. Anybody can channel. But you have to believe you can and you have to be open to it. And you have to know that there's just energy. There's no positive or negative energy. Energy just is. And then when you direct it, it can become positive or negative. But there's no such thing as negative energy attacking you. Sorry, horror fans. But <laughs> it's, it's just not true. Well, I... I'm having trouble remembering the last time I bought a book, but I just pre-ordered this. And and it's not even because you're here and because I'm such a big fan of yours. You you sold me on the material and the content, and I cannot wait to read this. I, I, haven't, I haven't said that about a book since I was probably well, in high school. Will you let <laughs> me know? Because you're the prime audience that I'm hoping to touch with this. Absolutely. You know... I, I have a great respect for Eckhart Tolle. I can't freaking get through his book for the life of me. <laughs> I'm, it's true. And I'm a high school teacher. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I wanted this book to be accessible 
to Joe Blow, who has an hour a day to read something, and it's going to change his life. That was my intention. Uh, my daughter, you know, uh, Gabrielle Stone, two-time best-selling author because of all these principles that I write in this book. Yeah, I can't so. wait. I cannot wait to, to get this. And it, it's just energy and, and from you, you know, that, I mean, like you said, you kind of just have to look at you and it, it can't be, it can't be wrong. It, ha it has to be positive. And that's what I'm trying to get a little more positivity in life, which I think everyone needs to do. Oh my God. Do you think? Mm -hmm. <laughs> do you think? And you know, guys, I'll just kind of, leave you with this and then we can go on to whatever we people don't understand the power of love mm -hmm. they think it's some namby pamby squirrely little oh if he loves me and i love him it is the most powerful force on earth if you want to create something love it love money and love your body and love that relationship you want most people are trying to create stuff from going i'm so freaking tired and i hate the fact that i don't have it well it's never going to get it for you ever but if you love it oh if you love it then the universe goes oh let's go play there Let's have sex with that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking for a little more of that in life too. So this might be a That's right, baby. You can create it. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that so much. I really do. Um, Miss Wallace, I, I only really have one more question for you. Okay. Uh, and it, it's it, it, again kind of general. And I think you kind of answered it already, but I'll ask anyway. Uh, if you could take one of your characters and bring them to life. Which one would it be? Oh, my God. What an awesome freaking question. I've never <laughs> had that question before. Wait, I have to think. Oh, sure as hell not Patricia. <laughs> um, Good answer. Um, that's a great question. You know, I think it would be Mary. Mary from E.T. Yeah. Yeah. She, she was kind. She was loving. She loved her kids. She had this amazing experience with love and friendship with this alien. Yeah, would be Mary. I love what that. What a great question. Thank you. What a great question. Thank you for that question. Yeah, you guys spend so much time emotionally with your characters, and it's like the movie comes out and it goes away, and it shouldn't. You know, I feel like there should be a reality tied somewhere rooted in there. Yeah. Well, that kind of, it, it really kind of threw me against the wall, that realization. <laughs> I wouldn't want to be, I love doing 10, but she was really mm. kind of sad and didn't think too much of herself. I would I wouldn't want to be that. Yeah, I think Mary. I mean, I loved Donna. 
I loved her strength uh, from Cujo and her love for her kid, but mm -hmm. uh, he was tormented in a yeah. lot of ways. Yeah. So, yeah, Mary. And Stan. I yeah. love the answer. Kat, did you have anything else uh, before we wrap up? No. Um, no. That's a, such a good question, and I can't follow that up. <laughs> yeah, it's a great question. <laughs> uh, I'm really appreciative that you asked that question. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I, well, I'm appreciative of all the work you've done inside, outside the genre, just in general. And, um, Ms. Wallace, thank you so much for giving us some of your time. And I just wanted to to say that today was one of those moments where we spend so much time enjoying your work on screen and we've become a fan and we love the, the you know, I guess the actor and your job. But like today I fell in love with the person that you oh. are. And I, I just wanted to say thank you so much for your time. I appreciate you. Thank you. It was great being with you. Really was. Thank you. Everybody go spread more love. More love, more love. <laughs> That's right. And um, is there anything else, anything you want to plug or tell people to get in touch with you or? No, I think we've covered it all. You can find Perfect. me at IamDWallace.com. Anybody wants to make a private session with me, I can answer just about every block you have in your life. So. Perfect. Thank you so much, Ms. Wallace. Enjoy your well, night. Thank you. Thank you. Have a good one, guys. Good night. All the best with Slasher Radio Podcast.